Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Galatians chapter 5. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we read this chapter, we would understand and that we would want and that we would live by the Spirit, by your power. We ask for your help through Jesus. Amen. Galatians 5. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, tell you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And again I testify to every man who becomes circumcised that he is under obligation to keep the whole law. You are estranged from Christ, you who are attempting to be justified by the law, You have fallen from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we eagerly await the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from the one who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole batch of dough. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will think nothing different. But the one who is confusing you will pay the penalty, whoever he may be. Now, brothers, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the stumbling block of the cross has been abolished. I wish that the ones who are disturbing you would also castrate themselves. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not let your freedom become an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, live by the Spirit, and you will never carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, for these are in opposition to one another, so that whatever you want, you may not do these things. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are sexual immorality, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, things which I am telling you in advance, just as I said before, that the ones who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh together with its feelings and its desires. If we live by the Spirit, we must also follow the Spirit. We must not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. Paul starts this chapter saying that Christ has set us free. 
He tells them again that if they become circumcised, they're going to have to keep the entire law in order to be saved that way. Trying to keep the law is turning away from the grace offered in Christ. Verse 6. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith working through love. Faith working through love. So not a dead faith that does nothing, but not a rule-based work trying to keep the law. Then Paul talks about the Judaizing teachers. He says in verse 9, A little leaven leavens the whole batch of dough. Leaven in the Bible is a metaphor for sin, how it spreads. So Paul is saying that a few Judaizing teachers are wreaking havoc. Paul makes the strong statement that he wishes those people will go beyond circumcision and castrate themselves. There are different ways to take this, but it is clearly a play on words to show how damaging Paul sees their teaching. Then Paul goes on to compare the flesh and the spirit. Law deals with flesh. And perhaps that is why we like rules, because we can come up with ways to get around them and do what we really want to do anyway. Spirit, on the other hand, affects our motivation and desires. And when that is right, there isn't a need for laws to govern our actions, because they will be right. Paul says that the freedom in Christ isn't for the purpose of giving in to the flesh to do whatever the flesh wants. And it seems that the biggest danger of the flesh is that it leads to bad relations to each other. These Judaizing teachers wanted to look good by keeping rules. Why? So they could build themselves up and put others down. That isn't love, but pride. So Paul says that flesh and spirit are opposed. He lists the deeds of the flesh, which I think are obviously bad. This isn't a definitive list of all sins, but it hits a lot of the major sins that the Galatians would be tempted into. Broadly, there are sexual sins, having sex outside of marriage, worshiping idols instead of the true God, treating other people badly, and getting out of control, especially with alcohol. Many of these things can be covered by laws, although not totally. Then Paul gives the contrasting list of the fruit of the Spirit. This indicates that God is involved in producing these in our lives. The fruit of the Spirit are not things you can write laws about. They are attitudes and motivations that will lead to good actions. They are not things that you either have or don't have, but rather things that we continue to grow in so that we have them more and more. Paul concludes this chapter by saying, We have to make an effort to follow the Spirit. Verse 26, We must not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So it seems that the major draw of the law is that it allowed them to be proud of themselves, which was of the flesh, so it led to bad relationships with each other. And now for a deeper dive. I don't think that following the law of Moses is a major temptation for many today. But the flesh versus the spirit is a major issue for all of us. If we get a set of rules, we can focus on those and then be proud of our accomplishments. Then we can have bad attitudes toward other people who aren't following the rules as well as we are. It's a huge temptation because following rules is easy compared to changing our motivation and desire. The first fruit of the Spirit Paul mentioned is love. Love is not a feeling or sexual lust like the world seems to think today. Love is wanting what is best for someone else, wanting that above our own comfort and pleasures. 
Love would never go into sexual sin because it is not good for that other person, and it is not pleasing to God. Love would not be proud of myself and put others down because they aren't keeping the rules like I am keeping. Instead, love would want them to do better and find ways to help them grow. Jesus showed love by dying on the cross for us. Actually, Jesus was showing love for his Father first in that action, because that was the will of the Father, and second to us because it was for our salvation. How can we possibly get a motivation as strong as that in our lives? We need God's Spirit in our lives. Of course, we have to work with God's Spirit. It isn't that he will take over our lives by himself. Paul says we have to follow the Spirit. But you can be sure that God will change us, our motivations, and desires. We can see the evidence in real Christians who have been working with the Spirit for years. And hopefully, we will also see the evidence in our own lives as we look back. Do we want the Spirit to win over the flesh in our lives? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexum is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.